Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski, Andy McCook and Ricardo Ball on ECNZ. Oh yeah, the dogs are talking. It's episode two of Dog Speed. No Ricardo Ball. Baldus a no ball, he kicked the touch, did Ricardo ball. I could go on for hours. Andy McCook, Mark Rosanowski with you this morning on Dog Speed. How are you, Andy? Yeah, I'm good, mate. It's a pleasure to be along and uh, to have the great man yourself in the studio sitting next to me just puts the pressure on even more and uh, should make for a better show, right? Oh, look, you're not the only nervous one, but I, look, I, I hope you're right. That actually sounds like Ricardo singing that. I know that it's not, but I know that he can, Ricardo ball. But look, one week in and he's on to bigger and better things, but hopefully he'll be back with us at some stage. And the, this genuinely is a show this morning with no balls. It is indeed, and we're going to have to get him to sing a, a bit in an upcoming show now, aren't we? We're just going to have to throw him on the spot <laughs> there one day. You, I, I, I don't think you need a second invitation. We've got a very busy show today, of course, because at Monaco Stadium today, there are four heats for the Group 1 Auckland Cup. There's five heats for the Railway Sprint, and obviously we're going to be looking into those today and a few other things on the side. And we've already got a guest in waiting, and he is Gary Fredrickson, and he has pulled over for us because he's travelling up from the Central Districts, from Foxton, up to Monaco with his two greyhounds for the Auckland Cup. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, good morning. Are so you there? Can Gary you hear me? there, or not, just not coming through at the moment, but Andy, can you put on a Gary Fredrickson impersonation? I could try. I don't know how good I'd go. No. I've, I've got a bit more weight behind me than Gary. Talks really well, uh, with Gary. I, I can hear him now. Good can morning, Gary. Me? How are yeah. you? Yeah, good. good I got good, you. Good. Have you got me? <laughs> good on you, Gary. I hey, thanks, mate. The intro, and then I was talking to myself, so that was all right. <laughs> Not the first time. That's all right. <laughs> oh no, I bet it was good though. I bet it was good. Hey, look, how, how's oh, the trip yeah. up for for you and the two dogs? Yeah, lovely. Yeah, no, we're well ahead of schedule, and uh, we're at Tokarara at the moment, so we're just pulled over and. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll travel on up to Cambridge and give the dogs a good walk around there and then, then head on up to Auckland. We're late kenneling, so there's there's no rush today. So, Gary, you've got uh, the two runners in, uh, Agent Levi and Be Lucky Banjo. Now, they haven't raced at Monaco, but I understand you made the trip up last week and gave them a look at the track. Yeah, yeah, we did. We're, I would have liked them coming off, you know, a, a good prep of racing, but but it's a case of, of Be Lucky Banjo coming back from a heat and Agent Levi obviously starting his prep after a long injury break. So um, we took them up there. The Levi was good. Uh, he, he cut out a couple of nice first sectionals and, and then just got the stitch on the run home, which I, I expected, but we'll definitely bring him on. And uh, Be Lucky Banjo was, was not quite as good, but... I'm just putting that down to having a, a first look around. Like she, she used to run around Hattrick really tidy. So um, 
yeah, I, I, it was almost too bad to be true, really. I, I, I just think it was a case of her familiarising herself with the track. Gary, putting my trainer's hat here, here on here, mate. Uh, what's it like trying to prepare a dog like Agent Levi? Obviously, he's only had two starts and uh, well over a year, both of those over the 410 metres. How much work does it take for a dog like him at home to, to try and prep him for an Auckland Cup heat? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting because you, you've got to be conscious too of his injuries and bits and pieces as well. So, um, and, and the other thing is, that I'm still, even though I've had the dog over a year, I haven't had him in a race prep. So I'm still learning about him even now um, and, and getting good feedback from his two eight dog field starts and stuff like that. So um, we, we're very much in a, still in a learning phase with him as far as racetrack goes. Um, but I'm very pleased he stripped out real good after that trial on Sunday. And um, so I, I am expecting um, him to be, uh, you know, a better. Uh, quite a good proposition there today. It's just whether he can get the five five two seven. That's the thing. So early on in his prep. Gary, look, uh, the Auckland Cup's worth eighty thousand dollars, so I understand obviously going for that. But there's a thirty thousand dollar Group One railway sprint. Was it a bit of a juggling act for for you and owner Vaughan Clark as to as to which to go for? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Not probably not really, um, because you know, as you've noticed in his first couple of starts, a little bit tardy off the boxes and stuff like that. Um, I know he he had that sensational requally of seventeen eleven, which seems like an eternity ago now. Um, but no, he he's a genuine middle distance prospect, and and no, well, if it was a two turn track, I probably would have juggled a lot more on which one to go for. But being a one two, uh, sorry, if it was a one turn, but being a two turn, it was like no, I I think we're better to 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 give him a whack at the at the Auckland Cup. So look, if there's people out there listening going, don't know much about this dog agent Levi, this grey hadn't raced since November 2020 at Geelong in Victoria, and he came over to New Zealand. He trialled at Hattrick in an astonishing time, 17-11, not far outside Allegro Dunn's long-standing 305-metre record. Well, that was in February of 2021, and we didn't see him race until February 2002 in a heat-of-the-feature sprint at Manawatu, where he gunned down Typhoon Tim, who is the favourite, the pre-post favourite, futures favourite for the railway sprint. And I know that obviously for owner and trainer Andy McCook, that is a very long time to wait and must be very frustrating. What about the commentator? I called that trial, 17-11, and I had to wait 12 months before I saw Agent Levi on race day. And guess who gets to call him? Andy McCook. It's the biggest pleasure of my life. I, I, I felt just... <laughs> Absolutely amazed that I got to call him home that day, Gary. I can't imagine how you were feeling swinging the bend, chasing a dog of of uh, of Typhoon Tim's ability. But gee, you just blew straight past him. That must have been an amazing feeling for uh, not only you guys but Vaughan Clark as well to to have waited so long, put so much time and effort into him, and and to get him to roll over top of them fresh up like that. Yeah, no, he's um. He, his brother, of course, is the very good catch the feast who who now stands at stud. Um, very similar type of dogs and and the the word was through the break-in process and that that he was every bit as good as as catch the feet but he just had a wayward mind so we knew we we had something with serious ability and and of course when he came over here he's he's showing us nothing but ability I mean everything he's done has been very quick you know just crazy crazy quick um and, but like I say, uh, there's nothing like race fitness, and and uh, I, even even a good dog still needs 
race fitness. So to do what he done against Typhoon Tim was was very a heck of a rewarding. Actually, it was you know, yeah, Vaughan's been incredibly patient, and we've had to play the patient game because he's worth it. He was always worth just not rushing and making sure we we gave him the best chance to be the the dog he can be. And um, look, just before we leave Agent Levi here, Gary, I, I did have a chat to, to Vaughan after that win, and it was sort of almost a sense of, of bittersweet. I mean, I mean, clearly you were delighted because you got him to the track and he won. Was it a little bit similar to you, bittersweet? Are you the sort of guy who goes, well, oh, yeah. gee, what, what, what could we have done for 12 months here? What could we have won? Well, we had we had Akashi Boy and Agent Levi almost at the same time, and their prospects looked every bit as good. You know, they they looked like they could easily be sort of a hundred or two hundred thousand dollar income earners. Um, they they just were the, the sectionals they were putting on the tracks were phenomenal, uh, and both of them succumbed to injuries early on in their campaign. And and yeah, it, it, but I think with Greyhounds. You've just got to find a way to digest that sort of thing, you know, and, and, and limit your expectations and just keep the wheel turning and keep the processes turning. And 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 some, you'll, you'll, you'll win like fine intention. She's come out and been a, a lot better bitch than we expected and, and others that, you know, the way around. And and I think swings and roundabouts, you know, you if, you, if you're doing the right thing and prepping them right and all that, you, you'll, overall, you'll, you'll get outcomes, but it has been very... Very, you know, um, testing to have have two such high quality dogs um, go amiss early on in, in their campaigns. Gary, you've also got uh, Be Lucky Banjo going around uh, in race number ten today. Obviously, the trial not what you were looking for last week, but what are you expecting from her today? Because we know she does have a stack of speed when she gets it right. Yeah, well, that's it. She requalied at um, Patrick in a in a seventeen sixty five. We know she can handle the two turn bends. Um, she's looking magnificent. She's been right on her game today. She's been every rest stop. She's been bright and alert and everything. Um, she would need to jump. She's she's just got to jump. If she doesn't jump, she's absolutely no hope. Um, I, I think Agent Levi probably I'm a little more happier with his draw than I am with hers. But I just it's not going to surprise me if she races really well. Um, she's just you know that run in behind Cumbria Lad that was probably around a, a twenty five eighty run in behind him running him down. So we know that she's right. We know she's physically right. Um, it's just now going back up there and, and hoping to uh, reap the benefits of, of last week's trip. Gary, for people tuning in that have never travelled a Greyhound before, how much improvement do you expect from them even down to, to little things like having their second trip away now that they know where they're going and, and what's in front of them? Yeah, well, it, it affects different dogs differently, but, but gee, they can... Well, I think the, and the other thing you've got to realise, guys, is we haven't got a two-turn track in the CD at the moment. And and no no more graphic illustration as to watch Brendan Cole take his dogs to Addington now. And a lot of the, the C4 and 5 dogs look like maideners first time round there. And then, then he stays down there, races from the second week, and, and they improve bucket loads. Um, and And this is potentially what can happen now with our CD dogs because they're just not getting that two-turn exposure. Gary, really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, safe travel, rest of the way. Really looking forward to you two stepping out this afternoon. Agent Levi and Be Lucky Banjo in the Auckland Cup. Thanks for your time again, mate. Thank you very much.
Gary Fredrickson trains in association with his wife Sandra at Folkestone. They had a couple of winners on Friday. Uh, Highview Anna back from a season in brilliant fashion, winning in a 26 flat. And Hint of Mint, Vaughan Clark's latest import bread and butter dog, wins in 23-16. Thanks very much. First up, I'm not sure what sort of bread and what sort of butter Vaughan Clark eats. Obviously expensive one. I think we just need to mention here, Rosso, how downplayed Gary was about their efforts getting Agent Levi to win first up. Like it's hard enough to get a dog to win when it's raced last week, let alone to get one to win that hasn't been on a racetrack and only in a qualifying trial in over 12 months. It's a massive effort. It'll be the best training performance we see this year, maybe ever, and Gary just downplays it as being part of the, part of the daily job. I'm glad you said that, Andy, because, as you know, I haven't been around that long, and I couldn't actually <laughs> recall a similar feat, um, particularly at that level. It was quite astonishing. Ah, anyhow, we love our greyhounds. They love to race, and don't forget to check out the fields, the facts, the form, uh, stories, everything you need on grnz.co.nz. Back very shortly when we catch up, well, not with the winner of last year's Auckland Cup as such, not the dog, person associated with them shortly oh there's a few dogs that have broken our hearts in many ways of course they can very lovable animals aren't they uh, Andy McCook you would have left your large team this morning to head in here and be part of the day yes they uh, they they do leave an impact on your life there's no doubt about that they can break your hearts and uh, your wallets as well sometimes <laughs> sometimes but uh, they still give you a kiss and a cuddle at the end of the day and we do the same and um, look uh, I mean we're about to speak to is uh well seen the highs and lows of greyhound racing as uh, as as we all do but um certainly uh the dog who won last year's auckland cup federal morgan had it all in front of him and he did some astonishing things while he was here in new zealand and enough to be the new zealand greyhound of the year during the sort of six months that he had won the auckland cup uh, the hatrick classic both at group one level track record at manawa 2 25 25 is about the only track record i think i've got to call because uh, you seem to pop up when, when good things happen, Andy, at Manawa too, but never mind. Uh, we're going to say a very good morning to, to Scott Eaton from across in Australia. Scott, uh, good morning, and um, look, um, I hope you and uh, and Federal Morgan are well. Yeah, yeah, hey, young guys, thanks for having us. Yeah, no, he's good, he's um, oh, getting a bit spoiled at home. I think um, the Coles and Emma Potts who had him with the recovery in Hayley, um, He's been a bit naughty, actually. He won't. He seems to be when I'm feeding him at the moment. He's putting his food on his bed and he's spilling it, and so he just wants. Yeah, I don't. Know, he's just a lazy dog, I think. But anyway, he's, he's just relaxing at home, and um, he gets to go every every Wednesday down to Size on Ice, where he gets the straw, so he seems to enjoy that. So, he's having a good, good life. No, very, very good, um, and, he, and he's earned that. I'll tell you what, he wasn't lazy on the track. Uh, let's go back sort of 12 months and that Auckland Cup win, and it was a terrific Auckland Cup too. The dog ran second, no keepers, won 10 straight now, and is uh, second favourite for this year's Cup. Uh, at this yeah. stage, Drink Shoeys was third, La Rochelle was fourth. Gee, there was some quality in that. Um, how was it for you, that uh, that Auckland Cup last year? How well do you remember it? Yeah, I remember really well. Like leading up to it, um, I, you know, he, I know he broke the, you know, broke the thirty-second barrier in the heat, and Drink Shoeys actually um, ran a little bit faster in the heat than him. And then I think he drew better. We drew the eight, and you know, people were saying, "Oh, look!" And I just kept telling people, "I said, look, I think it's the perfect track. It's a short, it seems to be a little bit shorter run to that first corner." I said, "He'll be off and gone. These are all good dogs, and they'll, they'll all. I think he's got the speed to lead him, and he did. Thank God." And then um, he just shot off down the back, and like we also had. I think there was Leonard Bale as well, Greyhound of the Year. Like, mm. 
Um, he was the one like, you know, um, I know Lara Shell was flying and she was the one that we, I was worried about leading and it was just if, um, uh, like no keeper, if he got sight, sight of him three or four down the back, I thought like, but you know, Bedroom Morgan was strong as well. So um, Brendan was really confident, Lisa, and they, they just said that he, he'll just explode today. So, um, and yeah, so it was just, when he jumped, it was just, yeah, it was, I was pretty confident from there, so. Scott, was that the the yeah. um the, the best New Zealand win? Do you think uh, for him, or, or was um, there something else? That, yeah, that probably. Like no, nah, like you know, like was, like that track record was, um, you know, and everyone tells me I've, I had so many people ring me after that run said like they've never seen it. You know, they thought that was un, unbeatable that track record. Um, I know the track. I think they changed a little bit. What I've been told, but that was good. That yeah, the New Zealand Cup. Like um, his first Group One was great. I you know that um, the Hattrick Classic. Um, once again, I, you know, that was his first, his first one. He like cracked, you know, essentially cracked the big time. But that New Zealand Cup, that was a, that was a really top field, and um, yeah, and how how he won the race, that was also, you know, you know, it's very exciting for all of us over here. And yeah, so that, no, that was a it was a good win. Scott, obviously, he's uh, moved on to the next phase of his life now. Talk us through uh, what he's had so far in terms of bitches and uh, and what his future looks like. Yeah, look, we're, like, honestly, um, I only spoke to um, Brendan, who's standing in, like, has the um, selling the straws over in New Zealand. Like, he's getting phone calls all the time, so it's really good that you know, that the New Zealanders are, you know, wanted to use him. Is still asking about him? Still, you know, um, he's well bred, obviously. Um, uh, I think the news. It's funny though because he's he's obviously a very popular in New Zealand. I think it's mainly because of the dam line having ring the bell as the the mother's brother. Um, and you know, he made a name for himself in New Zealand, and but the on the bitches we've had, um, they're, they're, very, they're top quality. I think they're all from litters that have won Group One so far. Um, yeah, we've had four litters, and all been big litters, so that's been really promising. And um, I know there's some straws being sold and stuff like that. We're just waiting for the bitches to come on. So, um, and here in Australia, is, um, we've had one um, one service, and we've sold a fair few straws at the moment. Um, but we haven't advertised him as yet, only on Facebook, and uh, we're just getting um, enough you know, straws available. So when people want them, they're there. So, uh, but it's, you know, it's good. It's you know it's very hard here in Australia. I think there's 14 or 15 um, Barcia bales on on the stud. So I'm no under illusions. You know, it's um, it's you know it's really hard at the moment here at the stud game here in Australia. Um, but you know it's just exciting having a dog that people want to use. And if they want to use him, all good. I'll use him myself as well. So. Scott, with that breeder's hat on, is there a particular type of uh, bitch or a, a particular type of bred bitch that would cross over over well uh, with with Morgan? Yeah, look, the um, I spoke to John Brash, who's a breeding expert here in Australia, and he said like you know, the, the Fernando Bale bitches um, are going to be hugely like you know desirable for him, and also Mybro Fabio. Um, they said, like, you know, they've got strength, which his line has strength, so you bring strength with strength and with his early speed. Um, so, yeah, and he's told me, yeah, if you see him, well, for myself, if I see a My Bro Fabio brood bitch, just, just grab her. So, yeah, we'll see. It's, um, for the yeah. New Zealanders that are tuned in, uh, Scott, how do we go about getting yeah. a straw to Federal Morgan? How many have you got over here? How much does he stand for? And uh, how do they get their hands on him? Yeah, so Brendan Cole's got him... Um, uh, is standing in like with the straws. I think there's, I think we're down to 15 left. Um, so um, yeah, but it, yeah, it's, 
$1,500 New Zealand. It's, um, yeah, and just ring Brennan. He, he'll organise everything. We'll see him at the track. We'll see, see one of his daughters or Lisa. Um, you know, and that's, um, oh, you know, they can even call me a lot of, you know, it's funny, a lot of people call me on Facebook, on his Facebook page. It's, um, yeah, and I've, I've, I've organised a couple for him, um, through Brendan, through that anyway, so. Um, look, Scott, it's really interesting, obviously, what he did in New Zealand, and, and he was New Zealand Greyhound of the Year. Yep. Do Australians recognise that to any level? Look, I, I know the dog made the Brisbane Cup final, and that was a crash-hot final, the Black Opium won, and he was fourth yep. in that. Is that. Do they look to that as opposed to what he might have done across here in New Zealand? Yeah, look, it, the, the thing is with it, um, oh, look, it's, I had to put it, the, when he went over there, he had a bit of a name. Um, you know, I, I made the decision to send him over there. Um, I, you know, I criticised a little bit for doing it. Um, I just thought it was the best place for him. I did that. So um, he, he was he was well-known when he went over there. So all of a sudden, he started winning. Um, there was a couple of knockers going, oh, look, he's only gone over there to win races. Um, you know, he could have stayed here and won more money, blah, 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 all that kind of um, garbage. But then he just started winning and running times. And then all some people started going, wow. Like, and then you know, he lost a couple. And, and you know, there's, there's some good dogs over there. So... Now and then it's a blaze come along. Uh, Leonard Bale was there. Drink Chewies was still around. Um, Pedro Lee, um, he was another one that competed against him and got close. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all smooth sailing for him. So um, I think Zipping Barty beat him there at, um, at um, Auckland there in one time. So, you know, and, and she's a great bitch. Like, um, sister Zipping Kyrgios, who's an absolute sensation here in, New, um, in um, what's got to say, in New, New South Wales. So... Um, and then you had no keeper that was you know, just coming into the game. So, I, 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 like people are starting to recognise that you, know, you, you need good dogs. Like uh, I know for a fact that you know, there's, there's a, one of the best trainers here in Australia. Send Brendan Cole and Lisa Cole a, um, a dog, and I said this dog's better than Federal Morgan. You know, you put him around, and um, I know they, they spoke to him and said, mate, this dog's five lengths off him, and they just you know, and this guy who's wins every group run nearly and he just goes I cannot believe he's that fast so he goes no yeah. cool that's what I need to send over so you know, it's, you know people are starting to notice you know, you, you know it doesn't matter where you go you need good dogs so and it's hard to win he's, anywhere yeah look Scott we were very fortunate to see Federal Morgan really enjoyed him out here uh, obviously great shame that his uh, racing career ended uh, earlier than we would have uh, liked and anticipated. Having said that, uh, great that he's getting to sire litters and uh, we'll be seeing some, yeah. some pups from him in uh, sort of 12 and 15 and 18 months, which is going to be fantastic. Thanks for joining us this morning. No worries, guys, and good luck for the um, the meeting today. Yeah, thank you. So uh, that's uh, Scott Eaton, the owner of Federal Morgan, who won last year's Auckland Cup. He's now back with Scott after having done uh, some uh, rehab there with uh, Hayley Mullane who did a terrific job with him and uh, obviously straws available too through uh, Brendan Cole for last year's Auckland Cup winner. We also have the railway sprint heats today, five of them and Tracy and Lisa Craig have a really strong hand so we might check in with that kennel shortly here on Dog Speed. We love our greyhounds, they love to race. Check out lovegreyhounds.org.nz, some terrific videos on there. 11.31 here with uh, Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook and we turn our attention to five heats of the Group 1 Railway Sprint over the 318 metres. Their race is uh, two through six at Monaco this afternoon for the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club. 
We're about to uh, catch up with a co-trainer from the Crake Kennel, uh, Lisa Crake, who trains in partnership, of course, with her sister Tracy. And they do have a dog in the Auckland Cup as well, and we won't uh, ignore that. But Andy McCook, as I bring you in here, uh, they've got half a dozen serious candidates for the railway sprint this afternoon here at the Craig Kennels. They've certainly got a very strong hand in it. There's no doubt about that as we uh, we welcome you. And Lisa, firstly, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Uh, morning, yep. Good to, good to be here. Let's crank into it and uh, we'll start off with uh, Wheels on Fire, who's well and truly in the market for the final when he goes around as a short-priced favourite today. He's been relatively lightly raced in the last couple of months. Where's he at? Because he comes up with a decent draw today for his heat. Yeah, he's really well. We've had a couple of slight issues with him since um, around December. He had a shoulder issue and then pulled up, saw on his hip support the last start. Um, he's trialling good. He went 13.91 at Auckland a couple of weeks ago. We took him down to Waikato Monday, just gave him a hand step up the straight where he ran a 6.12. To the people that aren't familiar with Cambridge, 6.12 is a good time for open-class dogs coming back from injury. It's a very good time. He comes up with box number one today. Are you expecting him to be somewhere near the form that we saw him in uh, going back two or three months where he was uh, basically unbeatable around Auckland? We couldn't be happier with the box draw. I mean, you know, any dog that can um, that likes the rail and gets the rail at Auckland certainly has a huge advantage. We feel like we've got him as well as we can get him for this um, series with the time that we've had to prepare him. And um, he just has to come out on terms and he should be competitive today. Of course, you've got uh, a few others going around as well that are, are big chances. In heat number one, you've got a couple going around. Portland Wonder, who's in a fresh state as well, and, gee, she's an absolute rocket when she gets it right. Yeah, uh, she's a wide runner. Again, she's in the same category as Will's on fire. We've had limited time to prepare them, but just enough time to get them to where they need to be for these heats. Um, she went a 14-13 a couple of weeks ago at Auckland, sorry, and her run at Cambridge was 6.22, which was a fraction slower than Wheels on Fire. But I would expect that on a trial day with them two dogs. So um, Jaw's not the best, but she, she's a classy little dog and she's got experience. You've also got Marcus going around in that sim, uh, same heat, just a, a class four graded runner. But uh, when he gets it right, he's uh, relatively strong through the line. Yeah, I mean, he's not a real realistic chance of qualifying, but if he's trouble, you know, he's got a box and he's a local dog and um, he could, um, you know, get through through with luck, but he'd need luck to get through to the final. Heat two, race three on the program. You come up with uh, the red rug here with Mirko. Last couple of starts, not the greatest of luck for him. Yeah, he hasn't been jumping like he can. So we've freshened him up. Since his last up, we've just kept him on a lead this week, hoping that um, that might get him out of the boxes better. It's a decent heat. He's drawn nicely, but, you know, the funny thing is, you know, if you asked me about him from box one six months ago, I would have said a good chance, but he's had the inside draw a few times recently and he hasn't really um, used it. So, But again, he's a local. Box one is a very good box at Auckland over 318. On to the fourth heat. It's race number five on the program today. And you line up, you ready boots. And again, she's a greyhound who's got a big engine when she gets the start, right? I've got a lot of time for this dog, as you know. and um, But she's just 
you know, she's not the quickest away and she's not, a, you know, she's only average size bitch. So I think if she actually can get to the lead or get any kind of run, she's always a chance because she's very strong. You know, she's an 18-30 bitch when she um, can get, get some kind of run. With that lack of early speed, is there a concern with a middle draw or is, uh, is that sort of where you like her positioned up? Well, to be honest, because of the way she races, these days I just think, you know, on the day, it's just on the day that matters with her. You know, I wouldn't really... Obviously, if you're drawn closer to the rail, you can get that dream run from boxes one, two and three. If a dog is slow away, you know, you'd probably meet more trouble from the middle boxes. But, um, yeah, it's just on the day with her. Through to uh, heat number five, the last heat of the railway. It'll be race number six on the programme. And here you line up Portland Berry, comes up with box two. And again, she's a, a quick little greyhound when she gets it right. Yeah, we've spoken about her in the past. You know, she broke in super and she had a few injuries along the way during her career. And she just hasn't really shown up like we thought she would. Uh, she's drawn nicely. I've told the connections, she, you know, she's a rough chance of qualifying if there's trouble. And um, again, if she can use the box draw and there's a bit of trouble in the heat, you know, she's a, as I say, rough chance. You've also got a greyhound going around in the Auckland Cup heats in the form of Danish Delight. Comes up with box number six in a, a fairly decent heat of the Auckland Cup. Uh, this is a very good heat. Um, I don't sound like I've got much confidence today because I'm going to say again, <laughs> this dog doesn't really have much chance against, against this, this field. But, you know... She's open class. She just she earned her right to have a start in the heat, and she's a local dog. If she wasn't in the heat, you know she wouldn't be going around today. She's been working really good. She's had a lot of trials. She's she's uh, well enough for the five two seven today, but she's definitely not up to this. Uh, some of these dogs in here are super dogs, and um, she would need a bit of luck. But you know, you see the odd idea where the uh, outsider gets through to the final. You've also got a, a decent. Uh, team going around on the undercard as well and of course headlined probably that undercard by George's girl who's a really fast youngster out of a really nice litter and gee must have been good for you guys to see her back and uh, doing what she does best on Thursday oh, I mean we've been having a bit of a lean run lately because a lot of our better dogs have been sidelined with just minor issues so to see her come out on Thursday night and run the way she did you know it gave us a little bit of confidence made us feel much better um, I guess for the week, <laughs> but she's very smart. Yeah, that was uh, that was just sensational, uh, Lisa, and that uh, that whole uh, litter man. There's some speed in there. Looking forward to the next twelve months with with them all, and especially for you with uh, with George's girl unbeaten in five on the track. Lisa, uh, of course, you've been heavily involved with the club over the years, and of course, your your father has a uh, steep steep history with the Greyhound training. Auckland Cup Railway Sprint. What do those races mean to you and to Tracy? Well, Dad's never won at Auckland Cup, and it'd be lovely to win one. We really don't have a chance, a realistic chance this year with Auckland Cup, but it would be a dream come true to win an Auckland Cup because, um, you know, we're Aucklanders, and it's just always been um, the race, and it's a race my dad always wanted to win. Um, we've had favourites over the years beaten. We've, we've placed in the Auckland Cup, but we've never been able to win at Auckland Cup. With the railway, we've had more success in the railway and generally speaking the dogs that I breed are very quick you know that's something we're working on trying to get some strength into the team so uh, most seasons we do have competitive 
sprinters that um, have the ability to win that type of race. Well, uh, Lisa, we wish you and, uh, and Tracy all the very best with uh, all of your greyhounds today, and thanks again for joining us on Dog Speed. Thank you. That is uh, Lisa Craig, Lisa and Tracy with a very strong hand in the railway sprint heats with six runners there. One, Danish Delight in the Auckland Cup heats. George's Girl phenomenal the other day, and they can probably win one or two uh, on the undercard, Andy. And look, we didn't even talk about Barney Parrot today, which always brings out the best in Lisa, but uh, that's just the quality of the of the... The, the dogs I've got in today. I've got a stellar team going around, and uh, for those who didn't see George's Guild, just outside the grade record in a fresh state on Thursday was a phenomenal effort from that incredible litter. And gee, isn't it just a pleasure to have someone like Lisa on, though? She just, Frank, to the point, tells us what she thinks, and we know where her dogs are leading into the day's meeting. Yeah, love it. And with the, the fresh up greyhounds, just hands out the trial times and says, well, there you go. Okay. Um, Make of that what you will. The market's up, so uh, you'll move. And, uh, and we thoroughly appreciate that. Always enjoy talking to, uh, to Lisa. Look, we've got a uh, mm, very, very interesting guest coming up, Andy McCook. Uh, man, we both know well. I won't even divulge his name. But what I will say is he's about to uh, release a book. And it's called The Unglamorous Truths of a Successful Punter. And I'm fascinated by this because I think I've only got one punting book in my library. And I bought that at New Brighton when New Brighton was the only shopping precinct that was open on a Saturday. That's how long I've had that book, and I've been waiting for something since. I'm picking I wasn't even born then. You probably weren't born then. Uh, so, <laughs> very shortly, <laughs> we're going to talk... Okay, I'll let you know his name. Jeff Bate, we call him Baz, The Unglamorous Truths of a Successful Punter. We're going to talk about that book very shortly here on Dog Speed. We love our greyhounds. They love to race. Check out grnz.co. Dot NZ. It's nearly 11.42 and on this day where we're looking forward to one of the best meetings of the year at Monaco Stadium for the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club with our four heats of the Auckland Cup and five of the Railway Sprint, we need to talk to a punter who can win more often than I do certainly Andy and I'm not going to speak for you. but It wouldn't be hard to win more often than I do though to be fair. <laughs> so we're about to talk to a man who we both know pretty well who's uh, raced a few greyhounds. But I'm looking at the cover of this new book, The Unglamorous Truths of a Successful Punter, by Jeff Bate, Baz, as we know him. Uh, it does have all three codes on here. I'm looking at greyhounds, I'm looking at thoroughbreds, and I'm looking at harness, so he might have beaten a lot. It's quality stuff. It is indeed. Very good morning to you, Jeff Bate. How are you? Are you there? We got you there, Jeff. How are you, mate? Good morning. Good, th good, thank you. Yeah, good. Hey, um... Jeff, what has inspired or driven you uh, to write this book? Because I said to Andy earlier, I haven't seen too many books around like this. One I bought was decades ago that I still actually refer to, so it's nice to have something new on the market. What was the driver behind this for you? Well, I think it was just really something that was on my bucket list, Mark. Um, you know, I'm getting on now, I'm retired, and um, you know, I've been at it for a while, so I sort of felt that uh, as I'm slowing down, um, you know, perhaps it might be uh, a nice thing to do to share some of the um, some of the some of the disciplines and systems and what have you that are that I that I you know swear by, and um, and put it all down on paper. And it, it, I'm, I'm, it's been a particularly rewarding experience, actually. 
Baz, what can people expect through your book? Obviously, uh, an insight into how you do things, but is there other things they can expect to be reading uh, to make it a, a turn, a page turner? Well, I'd sort of, I'd like to consider it sort of half educational and um, half anecdotal. Um, you know, I've, I've sort of spelled out in words of one syllable, for want of a better phrase, the rating system that I use. Um, I initially cut my teeth on horses and I was taught by a couple of guys that are, are pretty clever and um, I applied a rating system and um, switched it over onto the greyhounds when I when I moved to the greyhounds uh, with success and um, sort of really never looked back but there's there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of funny stories in there there really is I mean I've done some clever things but I've done some pretty dumb ones as well to be perfectly honest Bez, talk us through the, the, the title of the book, The Unglamorous Truths of a Successful Punter, because I'm picking a lot of people tuning in think the, the life of other professional punters are a pretty glamorous one and, uh, and one of the better industries you could get involved in, but that's far from the truth. Yeah, well, you know, it can be quite a lonely existence, Andy. Um, you know, I've often been, uh, you know, stuck in my room for hours on end doing doing uh, research and, and reviewing videos and what have you, and you know, looking for that, looking for that, you know, value or, or, or nice run that you need to, um, you know, find something that you can work with. And you know, there's no point chasing small collects. You know, you've, the object of the exercise is to try and maximise your return. And, um, you know, I've, I, it, it takes a lot of work and a lot, a lot of dedication and, and a lot of disciplines to make that happen. We're talking to uh, Jeff Bate here on Dog Speed. Uh, you might hear us refer to him as Baz. Uh, Jeff is about to release a book, The Unglamorous Truths of a Successful Punter. Um, Jeff, look, we are on a, a Greyhound show here, and we've talked about the fact that you've been across all three codes and then moved successfully into the Greyhounds. What is it about Greyhound racing that you think um, makes it a, a good bet, effectively? Well, I think it's the lack of variables, Mark. I mean, you know, the... As I list in my book, there's, when it comes to horses, there's all sorts of variables, you know, notwithstanding jockeys' decisions, trainers' instructions. Um, they go left, they go right. There's there's any number of different forms of heavy. I mean, there's soft and loose, puggy, and I mean, the the, the variables just go on and on. Um, not to mention the size of the fields and, and the pace of the race. So, um, you know, while you can get more value. And and often if you if you strike gold like like you know Ray and and a few others used used to do or still do, um, it's just it's just that much harder. I I sort of I don't know. I've just warmed the dogs. I've, the the smaller fields, the the you know the the, the less time it takes me to rate races. Um, there's, there's there's appeal there, you know, and it, it just worked for me. And Baz, um, you've been involved in the greyhound racing industry as an owner as well. You've owned some, some some really nice dogs. I'm kind of interested, actually, as to whether you would have punted on your own dogs in the past, because it's actually something that I swore off quite early on after a bad experience at QE2 Park. <laughs> I know the feeling. I've actually won an Auckland Cup, Mark. Yes. Tell us, tell us about that dog, time and how special that was for you. Well, it was pretty special, but I can't, I can't for the life of me remember the name of the dog. 
Um, Wayne and Tracy yeah, Steele. Hot agent. Hot agent. Yeah, hot, hot agent. agent. Hot agent. Hot agent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot agent. Yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty special. I mean, winning a Group One race in itself is, um, you know, it's a special event. And uh, and Auckland Cup, well, you know, they don't cut too much better than that. But um, when it comes to betting my own my own dogs, I, I haven't been that successful, if the truth's known. I've sort of, um, yeah, I, I I haven't gone hard on any of them anyway. Put it that way. Indeed. <laughs> well, as I say, it's it's one thing I did learn uh, early on, and, and and kind of stuck with it as well. Baz, have you noticed that things have changed over the years in the way that you have uh, approached your betting, specifically on greyhounds, but but across the coast? Well, I think you have to, Mark. You know, the, the times, you know, they they change all the time. Um, not to mention, you know, the way things have evolved with the TAB. Um, you, you just you, you you just have to sort of you have to change. I mean, there was a time there when when we when I was doing the gallops that um, there was no such thing as percentage betting, and as a consequence, um, sheer weight of money and, and other factors like that were were, were quite relevant. Um, so you know, as time moves on, um, everything evolves, and, and greyhound is no different. Bez, we've got a couple of minutes left here. So I understand the book is going to come out um, this week. Um, how will we be able to get hold of it and, uh, and and get a read of something that I'm actually really looking forward to tucking into? Well, it's um, it's launch. It's, I'm launching it. We're launching it at um, at Ellerslie on on Derby Day this Saturday. But you can you can get a copy by logging into the site. Um, it's if, if, go to Nathan. At Corporate Darts Wellington, that's one word, Nathan at Corporate Darts Wellington.co.nz. And you'll find if you go to the shop, if you go to the shop there, there's a, um, yeah, the, there's a, there's a um, you'll see the book and you're able to buy it. Um, look, um, as I say, really looking forward to it because there's not much like this on the market. Any reaction from the TAB, Baz? Are they going to like you for this? Well, I, I don't think I'll get any bad reaction. I mean, you know, I've had to talk quite a bit about the TAB because, you know, there's 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 a lot going on, um, and I've sort of dedicated the chapter to it almost. But I have I've sort of gone out of my way not to not to try and um, upset anyone. I mean, there's no need. Um, um, I've I've pointed out some simple facts, but at the same time, um, you know, you you. The, they're, they're, they're there to make money. They're there to provide a service for punters. And, um, you know, I no, in answer to your question, I don't think I'll upset them at all. Jeff, uh, really thank you for your time this morning. Looking forward to the launch next Saturday. I've no doubt we'll talk about this book some more, and I might do a review on it as well. I'm looking forward to reading it, and we'll get some feedback on the show too. The Unglamorous Truths of a Successful Punter by Jeff Bate. It's going to be launched next Saturday at Ellerslie. Thanks for giving us the early scoop, Baz. Pleasure, Mark. That is Jeff Baz Bait wrapping up Dog Speed episode number two. Just Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook this morning and looking forward, obviously, to today's racing at Monaco. I think you might even have a gig on trackside now, Andy. I have been uh, given the late call up to go and uh, put a suit on and uh, and go and throw a tie and a little bit of makeup too. It takes a while to make this look beautiful and camera ready, but uh, we'll, we'll do our best to throw out a winner. Best of the day for mine, Opawa Kirk. Okay, thank you for that. Drawn the ace again is Opawa Kirk and good mate of the show is uh, Jeff Farrell. 
That's it for Dog Speed. We love our greyhounds, they love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for more information. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.